If you would then go with me to the book of Acts again. Acts, the apostle. Thank God for Luke, the writer. Acts, the eighth chapter. If you would go with me to Acts, the eighth chapter. The ninth verse. Actually, I had a lot of verses, but I'm just going to do a few verses. Amen. This uh, entire book of Acts, this eighth chapter is very interesting. Part of the church in its beginning in glory, as the Lord bless. Ask each one of you if you would stand with me for a word of prayer. Amen. If you would stand with me, we might pray God's blessings on this portion of our service. Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for Jesus Christ's salvation that has come to our house. We thank you for blessing us once again in the house of the Lord, allowing us to be able to be a part of worship on today. Father, we realize that many are not here today, but we are here and we come to magnify the name of the Lord. And Father, even though the enemy would try to sift us and discourage us and cause us to feel despondent and dismayed, but God, we bind the spirit of the enemy as we continue to move forward. God, in the blessing hope of your glory, knowing that you one day, God, we knowing that as, as we continue to fight this good fight of faith, you're going to allow us to be overcomers, to raise our level of commitment unto the Lord. We pray your continuous blessings be upon us, Father, as we She'll give this word on today. Speak, in our, speak to our hearts today, Lord. Use us by the spirit of self. In the mighty name of Jesus, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Acts the 8th chapter, the ninth verse through the 13th verse. I shall read the, the ninth verse and you'll read this. Uh, we'll read them all. Let's read the, the ninth through the 13th verses, just a few verses. Let's read them all together. Are you ready to say amen? amen. Acts, 9, Acts the 8th chapter and the ninth verse, it said, But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in, and betwitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself... Let me read verses uh, 10. And to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest, saying, this man is the great power of God. You read verse 11. Sorcerers, all right. But when they believed Philip's preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Let's read verse 13 together. Then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and wondered before the signs which were done. Father, we thank you for the blessings and the spirit of the Lord. We pray, God, that you will continue to touch our hearts, Lord, as we shall Deliver this sermon on today, Lord. These and all other blessings we pray. Repeat after me and say the, the trick of the mind. Trick of the mind. Amen. 
Amen. You may be seated. The trick of the mind. The mind plays so many bad tricks on people. So many people are being deceived by deception simply because, number one, they don't know how they are being, that they, uh, how uh, that they are being manipulated. And, and many times they don't even know uh, 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 they don't take the time to seek the truth and to understand uh, that truth. But people enjoy playing mind game tricks, you know, just to fool friends and, uh, and, and, and uh, to do things of that nature. Uh, people also, uh, they do these things to mess with the head. You know how it is, boy, you just messing with my head. Some people are okay with tricks being played on their minds, while others take it very well serious and don't really care for it at all. But the question is, is your brain strong enough to handle these mind games that people like to play? The mind is the most in intriguing part of the body and our, our minds are very complex and unique, but can easily be tricked simply by situations, by little simple essential uh, situations. And so we have to really guard our minds and pay close attention to uh, the things that we see and the things that we intake uh, within. Uh, so oftentimes, if you want to upset a person, just get in their mind and begin to mess with their mind. It may not be nothing even real. It can be something just a joke. It can be something that, even, that isn't even really serious. Uh, but it just depends on where the person is uh, with their thinking. And so you got to always guard your mind. Many times the mind uh, and sometimes is always swayed. You know, in other words, it moves a little slow, slowly and, uh, you know, and, 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 and by the hidden basis and things. And so uh, there are uh, predispositions that can influence how you perceive people and things and how you perceive events and, and what aspect of, of the situations you uh, need to pay close attention to uh, even in making decisions. Sometimes if you're tired in the mind, it's, it's best for you to don't try to do anything, but just settle down and rest. You know, sometimes when you're working on a job or, or doing different types of situations, you know, and you're going about it, it's, it's best for you. Uh, and then you start messing up. That's only because, you know, sometimes if the mind is tired and lazy, it's, it just ain't going to think. And it's just not going to be able to produce. And so sometimes you just got to take a moment uh, times of rest. Sometime when I'm preparing sermons and I'm at my time when I'm just as tired as I can be and I push it as far as I can go, there's times I just have to just stop and just take a nap and then go back at it. Amen. Just so I can clear my mind, rest it up a little bit so I can further do what it is that I'm trying to do. And so oftentimes we, we have to do that. Some, some people work uh, hours, countless hours. People in Japan uh, the many hours that they put in uh, just in a day's work. Some of them is any much as uh, 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 12 to 16 hours, double shifts. Every day, 
And you wonder a lot of times, how do those kinds of people, how do they do that? Uh, well, the mind is only going to let you uh, do so much. Many times, people like to play the mind uh, uh, blame game. You know how sometimes people like to blame you uh, for certain things, uh, you know, things that might have happened bad, and it looks, they look for someone else to blame or something to blame. Many times we don't always uh, protect, uh, you know, uh, the things that's most valuable. Uh, and a lot of times people do that kind of uh, blame, name blame thing is because they are trying to protect their own self-esteem. And so many of us have fallen victims to uh, things that people have done wrong and have blamed you for. Amen. Many folks are in prison today because of certain situations that they had nothing to do with. None whatsoever. But yet and still they were blamed and their minds were messed with to make them confess. Many of them confess simply knowing that they haven't done anything wrong, but they confess because their minds have been manipulated and messed with. And when you're tired, sometimes you'll just say yes to anything just to hurry and just get it over with. Uh, that's how Esau was when he came in um, after being out in the field and he was tired and he was very hungry. Uh, and he just wanted a, 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 some, something to eat. And, and he begged his brother to give him something to eat. But his brother had another mind-manipulating thing that he wanted to run on his brother. And that was is that he wanted his brother's birthrights. And the birthrights always go to the firstborn of the family, especially if there's a boy. In most cases, if there's a, a, a male in the house and he's the firstborn, all, all of those rights tends to go to that firstborn. That's not to say that the others don't get anything. Amen. Because you remember the, uh, the two young fellows, uh, uh, how one, the younger brother, decided he wanted his uh, his birthrights, his portions of good, the things that uh, were pertaining to him. And he did what he needed to do. And he asked his father, Lord, Father, let me have my portion. The older son got upset. He said, hey, you never done all these things for me. You know, and father said, hey, what I have for you is for you. And I have not forgot you. The same love I have for your younger brother, I have for you. And so oftentimes, you know, these mind games are played. And uh, when we're not really careful, uh, we tend to lose focus. And it is only because we don't um, uh, take the time to really focus in on um, the things that are so important. But let's look in verses number nine. Verse number nine there, as we see in verses number nine of, of Acts, the eighth chapter in verse number nine, it says, but there was a certain man called Simon, which for time in the same city uh, used sorcerer and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out uh, that himself was so, some great one. And so in other words, that four time, meaning that he had been doing this for quite some time. It could have been a few years that he had been working this thing. Uh, verse 9, it also tells us uh, uh, who the person's name is and that uh, what was going on. And he was in this, living in the city of Samaria uh, there. Uh, he was a sorcerer is what he was. And 
and um, um, he was what a person who was always a, a person who was well gifted in fortune telling and he had supernatural powers uh, and there's a difference between the Holy Ghost power and a supernatural power supernatural power are the powers of Satan and a lot of folks are operating under the powers of Satan and so oftentimes, you know, it's always, this is why Halloween is one of those times of the year that you just don't be out there just roaming around and playing around without some kind of a supervisual uh, guidance as well. You got so many people that does so many crazy things. And usually that's always the time when they say when Satan gets loose in the minds of so many crazy folks that are demon or demonic, uh, depressed or, uh, or uh, possessed. And so they get very active during the, that time uh, of the year. And those are those supernatural powers. Satan, the power of Satan is so real. Yes, so real. Satan is real. He's a real thing. His powers are real. Uh, you know, but the Holy Ghost power is the power of God. Amen. It's the power of God. And wherein supernatural power fails. But I thank God that the Holy Ghost power works every time. It never fails. <clears throat> and that's a fact. The Holy Ghost power never fails. Amen. Uh, and we thank God for the Holy Ghost power. Yes. Simon was a musician, okay, uh, but rather a, uh, a, uh, a shaman. A shaman. And, and he was a shaman who had uh, occult rituals of, of performance that he did seemingly you know, things that was an impossible task. Uh, he was a person having access to uh, an influence, in, uh, you know, uh, a, a, a serious access and an, and an influencement uh, of the word of good, of the world of good and evil. Amen. Ah, we're going to get there. Simeon also, Simeon also used the skill for a prophet. He, you know, this was not something that he just did, uh, you know, for the sake of just doing something. He did this for a living. This was something that he made money off of doing, and he was very good at it. This was also something, a, a kind of a trade that was very wild, widely uh, spread uh, throughout the ancient uh, world. And so these kinds of folks were known as medicine men, healers, witch doctors, amen. Uh, they interact with the spirit world of satanic forces. And it's, it's amazing how when you begin to interact with satanism, and you got a lot of satan satanism worshipers. You got a whole lot of folks that are involved in that gothic, goth gothics. Uh, you know, they dress uh, the par and they... Uh, they look the part. Uh, they are the part. They are counterparts of, of uh, this evil force, this satanism that they allow themselves to be used by. Many folks are fascinated uh, by these things. And in those days, they were fascinated by what they saw by Simon and what Simon did. They were very fascinated by him. Uh, he had many followers who followed him because he was always doing something mystical and magical. Amen. Many believed in the sorcerers as, they, as he worked the wonders that he did, performing healings and exorcists uh, and practicing astrologies and, and, and while operating all under the power 
of Satan. Yes, and today we have those same kinds of people that exist even today. Verse 9 also tells us that Simon was a great sorcerer and that he had swayed, in other words, he had controlling influences over the people of Samaria. Uh Amen. He uh, had a very good practice going on here. He made money. Many people came to him. It's almost just like when you go to the palm teller. You know, there's a fortune teller that you go to, and many folks rely on those people. Sometimes you wonder, how in the world are they getting over? They're getting over because people want to know. They want to know something about their future. They love it when they can go to somebody and somebody can tell them something. And if they just come close, you know, to some of the things that are really uh, uh, happening in their lives, uh, it's enough to influence the mind, to trick the mind into believing. Every, and you better believe that they do have that kind of power that they can look and see into your future. They have that kind of power. Satan has powers too. Satan do open up the minds of those who will allow him. Amen. And he will show them. He will allow them to see the things that are occurring and that happens, amen, on a daily basis. And so many folks use that uh, as a soothsayer's game. You all remember this woman uh, who Peter and John, they was there uh, uh, in the city and they went to the temple uh, to pray. And they had this young woman who kept following them and followed them for many days. I'm sorry, Paul uh, and and Simon, uh, they were there uh, uh, in the city and how this woman kept following them around, followed them everywhere. And uh, what she was, she was a fortune teller. And she kept telling, saying things that were true to the men of God, that these men were men of God and that they come to do great and mighty works. And she kept repeating this. But Paul knew better. And it's always good to have a discernment and to know, amen, when you see that something is not right, you can tell it ain't right. Amen. And when you know that the spirit of God is not in that place, it's good for you. The best thing to do is get up out of there. Amen. Uh, because one thing you can rest assured that where the enemy is, there is trouble. Yes. Amen. And so as this woman began to follow these men around and after a while, Peter, uh, I'm sorry, Paul got a little tired and fed up uh, for what she was doing. And he began, he turned around to the woman and he said he rebuked that spirit that was in her, told that spirit to come up out of her. And it came out and she was uh, immediately Delivered. This is the point. The point was, was that her boss, her owner, uh, became so distraught and upset and, and bent all out of order due to the fact that this woman, amen, this young girl was his money maker. And she made him much money. And to see that he had her no longer uh, caused much problems. And so verse 9, it tells us there, you know, uh, that... Uh, Simon was such a great sorcerer that many thought that he was the great one and and the great one which was Jesus Christ that's who they were looking for that's who the great one was Jesus Christ himself amen they thought that that's who he was ah but I want you to know to their benoins amen People, if they're not careful, will get caught up in some things that they're not even sure what they're caught in. This is why you got to be careful that you don't allow the enemy to play those tricks on your mind. 
Too oftentimes, you know, folks, we're, you know, we're, we're so, people are so hungry and they're searching and seeking for, you know, avenues and ways out, uh, things that will help them, you know, to influence their mind and to give them another hope and a desire that they can pin themselves to. But I want you to know the greatest hope and the greatest desire is following and being a part of the Lord Jesus Christ. Say amen, somebody. <clears throat> verse 10, verse 10, it tells us, a man to whom they all gave heed. In other words, they respected this man. They gave heed to everything he did and everything that he said, from the least to the greatest. In other words, from the poorest to the richest. Amen. Uh, saying that this man is the great power of God. The enemy, you got to be careful with him because a lot of times he'll come. The Bible says that the enemy will come, amen, in sheep's clothing. He will look like a good person. He will look like a good man. He will look like a person, you know, of great influence, of, of, of great standards, amen. He will appear to be just the right man, but inwardly he is just like raging wolves. He's just like, amen, the enemy uh, uh, who come to deceive. And if we're not careful, we will be deceived. And it's always good to get closer to the Lord and to love God and to stay in your words. Oftentimes people re uh, they rely on the preacher to read for them and to know uh, for them. But it's good every now and then. Pick that Bible up and read it. Amen. And get it and know it for yourself. People of all social classes in, uh, in that day, they affirmed the power of the uh, a sorcerer that it was great and that they all began to believe they were all a man influenced to believe they were all persuaded to believe and Satan is yet performing these tricks on the minds to people of, of today <coughs> amen and so you see amen uh, 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 the enemy is nothing to play with verses 11 tells us that the people of Samaria Amen. They had regarded. In other words, they had trusted a, uh, in what they had heard. They trusted in what they had saw. They trusted in everything and they believed. And because they had been bewitched, everybody know what it means to be bewitched. I don't know if you remember the, uh, the TV show that, uh, you know, used to come on every now and then. It comes on if you go to certain channels. You can see that movie that was called uh, the TV show, the sitcom TV show that used to come on, Bewitched. Amen. And Bewitched used to come on and she used to twinkle her nose and make a lot of things happen. All of that was the kind of stuff. And I used to enjoy watching her because of the, the, the different mystical, magical things that she was able to do uh, and things and, and uh, uh, as a kid. Uh, but I want you to know that uh, Bewitched, amen, has no powers on the power of God. Uh, but there was many of those in those days. They were bewitched and they were deceived for a long time. They could not even help themselves. And it's bad when you can't help yourselves, when you're deceived, amen, to the point where there's nothing you can seem to do for yourself. And this is where the enemy always liked to have us. He always liked to have us in a point, uh, have us uh, in, a, in a position where we really can't even help ourselves. And when you get to that point where you, everything you've tried and it seems like everything you tried has failed and seemed like there's nothing else that you could seem to do or come up with. The Bible lets us know that when you've tried everything and everything has failed, this is the time when we've got to rely on Jesus. Get caught up with him. Jesus will be your closest friend and he will stick with you through the thick and the thin all the way to the end. 
Oh, my Lord. And so uh, trying him is the best thing that could ever happen. Well, I want you to know that when we get our eyes off, when we put our eyes on the man and we take our eyes off of the, off of the Lord, we lose sight of who we are. Amen. Somebody say, oh, no, I know who I am. Yeah, yes, you may know who you are physically, but I'm talking about spiritually, knowing who you are. Don't take your eyes off the man who can save you. Don't take your eyes off the man who can raise you. Don't take your eyes off the man who can heal you. Don't take your eyes off the man who brings joy. Don't take your eyes off the man who brings peace. Amen. But keep your hands in the hands of the man that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever think or ask. Oh, man, that God ever provides for us. Jesus is, amen, a mind fixer. He's a mind fixer, a heart regulator. Amen, a joy restorer. And, you know, there's never been a time where we have so many folks whose heart is so broken. We have so many brokenhearted people. Living in our world today. And that's because, you know, they have lost hope uh, in this world. And they've lost hope in the things and the hope, their, their, their dreams and their desires that they have. They've lost hope in those things. Seems like they're going every which way, amen, but the right way. It seems as though they're doing all that they can to try to persevere forward. And every time they take two or three steps forward, they find themselves going backwards. Seems like there is just no way of getting ahead. In this life. And so people would just become so most miserable. Then not to say that drugs play such a great part. And you know they've come into our neighborhoods. And have flanged out so much drugs. And so much. Amen. uh, uh, Made it so affordable and so easy. That they would get. Amen. The human man hooked as much as they possibly can. And so all of that brings about. uh, Brings about stress. And it brings about. Amen. Deception to the mind. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? No, there isn't anything too hard for the Lord. Verse 12, something happened in that verse. Something happened in verses number 12. You go there, verse number 12, it says, you look at verses number 12, it says, but when they believed Philip's preaching, Amen. The things concerning the kingdom of God. And to understand what was really going on in verses number 12, you got to start all the way back up uh, from verses number one. Uh, actually, from ver- at verses number five, uh, things had begin to, t- uh, begin to take off and the church was scattered. Amen. In, in uh, uh, Acts, the eighth chapter, uh, the church had been scattered simply because, amen, of the preaching of the gospel. Uh, remember, we talked about uh, we talked about uh, Philip. Uh, I'm sorry. We talked about um, uh, uh, St- uh, Stephen on last uh, Sunday. We talked about Stephen. And remember, Stephen was stoned to death. Uh, he was put to death. And when Stephen was put to death, amen, uh, it caused the church to scatter abroad simply because Saul was yet uh, breathing out and he was yet going about uh, consenting the death of the saints. And he was persecuting the saints everywhere. And so they began to spread out abroad and many of them went out into other foreign countries and further places. And as they begin to go out, the Bible lets us know that Philip was one of those in verses number five you see here. And that Philip, when he went down into the city of Samaria there and he began to preach Christ unto them. Amen. And the people, amen, begin to give uh, ear accordingly 
to the word of God, of what they were hearing there, seeing the miracles that Philip had performed. Philip was performing a lot of miracles. And yet you got this sorcerer, and this is how he comes about. Amen. Because of all of the miracles that he had begun, that he saw Philip doing, and, and how Philip was performing miracles. Now, mind you, Philip was not even an apostle. No, he wasn't an apostle. Philip was one of the deacons that had been called. Remember that you'll find out in, in, in uh, Acts uh, chapter 7, in the beginning of it, uh, how there were seven men that, was, that had been selected <clears throat> to be caretakers of the church. Amen. And Philip was one of those along with uh, Stephen. Stephen was also uh, another one of those. But Stephen, amen, you talk, we, we, we learned that he was powerful. And he had the word of God and the power of God working in his life. Philip's life was, uh, uh, Stephen's life was taken. And Philip took the baton and he carried on with the work of the Lord. And so when you see in verses number five where he went down into the city of Samaria and he began to preach Christ. Uh, the Bible lets us know that many heard the word of the Lord and all of the miracles uh, that had been performed and many began to believe they began to believe yes. and as they begin to believe amen uh, there and you find out uh, here uh, that in verses number seven unclear unclean spirits came out uh, crying with loud voices amen come out of, of they came out of many of those who were possessed and so the spirit of the Lord was working and you had this sorcerer looking at all of this stuff and he's seeing all of this that God was doing through the life of this man called Philip for his people, for the people of the Lord and how they were being delivered and being blessed. And here it is, this sorcerer, he's looking at all these things and he's figuring, amen, this stuff out and, and he's beginning to look and figure, well, if this, if this be the case, this got to be something to this. That means that I need to, amen, come aboard and, and maybe get myself tapped into that. You would think that that would be the right way to go about it, doing it. But everybody has their own type of, amen, hidden agenda uh, for things that they're trying to uh, get ahead on. And so now here you see it here as uh, in verses number 12, something that happened in contrast to Simon, amen, and his miserable, magical uh, 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 things that he had be begin to do. The contrast was, was that Philip, amen, with the message of the good news concerning the kingdom of God and the people liked what they heard. They liked what they heard to the point where they began to believe in the preached message of Jesus Christ. Ah, and the Bible lets us know that they were baptized as they believed. Well, this sorcerer, as he heard the message of the gospel being preached, amen, by Philip as well, the Bible says that he believed and he too was baptized. He believed in what he heard to the point where he said, I want to be, be baptized. But you know what I find out that people a lot of times will, you know, uh, 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 say that, you know, I want to be saved, but yet and still their hearts is not even there. Amen. The Bible says that they have that form of godliness, but the power is not being even manifested within. And so the spirit of the Lord is not even within. Amen. This man called Simon. 
Well, this sorcerer who had previously had a large, amen, diverse followers who had begun to follow him, amen, they followed Philip wherever uh, he dropped what he was doing and decided, well, since I'm going to try to be a believer of this, I might as well just follow Philip and see what all he got to do. Amen. And you know how it is when you are a, a person who is a, 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 a sorcerer of his type and, and the things that he was doing and the little miracles that he was able to perform. But yet still, uh, Philip was performing greater miracles, amen, as of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was amazing miracles that this man, this sorcerer saw. Amen. The signs that uh, he saw that Philip wrought, amen, as from the power of God working in and through his life. Ah, uh, it just brought, it just sparked up a great interest in this man called Simon. And then I want you to know that when you look in verses number 13, verse 13, it says, And then Simon himself believed also, and when he was baptized, he uh, continued with Philip and wonders uh, being uh, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. He saw everything and he received everything and he was fascinated by what all he seen. Listen here, folks will be fascinated by many things and we're living in a world of fascination. Amen. Everybody wants to get rich quick. Everybody wants, uh, you know, to wear, you know, it's about as much as bling bling as they can. Everybody want to drive a brand new car or a nice car. Everybody want to live in a nice house or a nice flat or a nice pad, whatever you want to call it. Nice apartment. Everybody wants to live in something nice. Everybody wants all of these great things. Oh, but there's always a price that must be paid. Amen. There is a price that must be paid. Uh, and the price, amen, that we pay a lot of times, we're not always willing to go about it in the right, in the right way. And so whichever way that I can go about getting it, that is the way I'm going to do it. Amen. And so as Simon believed, hey, uh, uh, not only Simon, but me, there were many others who had confessed the faith, uh, but, was, uh, but did not believe also uh, within their heart. And uh, they were not truly born again believers. You know, there's a such thing as uh, believers and non-believers. There's, uh, there's a such thing as, as folks who claim to be believers, uh, but their hearts is just so far off, amen, from the truth. Uh, and it's always good to be one of those great followers who truly love the Lord, amen, and that is seeking God in every way that you possibly can. I want you to know one of the greatest joys that you can ever do for yourself is to find Jesus Christ. And to let him be a great part and take great active part in your life. Get rooted and grounded in the word of the Lord. Because that's what keeps us and takes us from day to day. And allows us, amen, uh, to be able to live in this life. They had the knowledge of God. But they were going along with the crowd. But they were not saved. They had a godliness. But Jesus was not in their heart. They also were baptized with water and they believed, amen, not in the baptism. But being baptized in the water, they were not even baptized unto the church of Jesus Christ. And so oftentimes folks just get saved and I feel like that's enough. But the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit. And I know a lot of times people don't want to hear nothing about the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is third person trinity. And that's something we just can't get around. 
I don't care how you try to do it, how you try to fix it up, how you try to put it out. Whatever you might try to do about it, you can't get around the Holy Spirit. You need to, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit only comes in a clean heart. Amen. Bible says that my spirit, God said that my spirit will not dwell in an unclean temple. Paul goes further to say that we all need to examine ourselves by examine ourselves. And everybody know what it means to examine ourselves. You know how it is when you go to the doctor for your examination, the doctor examines your body just to see where you are and um, how healthy you might be, how physically fit you might be, uh, what's going on within your body to see if there's any cancer there or whatever might uh, be occurring, uh, you know, within your body. This is what uh, uh, those emanations are usually all about. Uh, usually every first of the year, I, usually, I normally always go and get a physical just so I can make sure that we keep up with what's going on in uh, our body, my body. And I think it's uh, something that we all should do. should always go and take examination uh, on our bodies. Well, the same thing goes with our spiritual man. We, we must examine ourselves. We must take inventory to see whether, amen, we are in yet continuing in the faith. Sometimes, you know, our mind will make us think that we're in there, but our, our hearts is so far from being where we need to be. Yeah, sometimes we need to check ourselves and see whether or not we are yet in the faith. What is our belief standards about? You know, how far have we allowed ourselves to go in outside of the ark of, uh, of God's covenant there? Uh, just where do we stand? And you can always tell where you stand when, when people tend to tick you off. Amen. And people will. <laughs> they will. They will tick you off. Oh, they will upset you. Amen. They will cause you to think twice and also to make you uh, go back and search your heart, search yourself, see just what's going on within within yourself. So the Bible lets us know, it says that uh, David, as he prayed that prayer, he said, create in me, O Lord, a clean heart and renew within me the right spirit that I might not sin against thee. Every now and then we got to take a self-analysis just to see where we are and how far amen we have allowed ourselves to stray out. Oh my Lord. Verses number 14 says when the apostle uh, in Jerusalem had heard how Philip had preached the gospel and how many people were uh, 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 began to believe. They sent Peter and John to Samaria to check on things just to see how things were coming along. I'm going to let you see something here uh, in a minute about this man called Simon. Simon, remember, he was a sorcerer. Uh, and remember, remember uh, Simon claimed that he got saved. Amen. Uh, he, he, uh, he, he also claimed that he became a believer uh, there, amen, in verses uh, number uh, nine. Uh, and so when you look there, uh, here in verses number 14, amen, as uh, how the man of God came and they begin to look at things in uh, verses number 15, it tells us here, it says, uh, in verse 15, it said, who when they uh, were come down, they prayed for them. The people came down. Many of them came down who had uh, received the preaching of Philip and, and that were baptized uh, uh, by Philip in water. 
of there. But there was something else that they needed that they did not have. That they might receive the Holy Spirit by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That they, this was something that they needed within themselves. So when you look here in verses number 15, when they got there, uh, as uh, Peter and John, when they saw everything that was going on and they saw how the people were, uh, had believed and were baptized, uh, oh my God, but they also began to they were not baptized into the church as of yet. In other words, they were not baptized by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my Lord. And they, they had not uh, uh, received it as of yet. They had gone through all of the other motions and different things, but they had not the power of God. And it's always, it means something when you have the power of the Lord working in the inside. It's one thing about the power of the Lord, it gives, but the power of God gives you that spirit of discernment. You're able to discern what is good and what isn't good. You, you're able to discern places that you might be in that, oh no, the Holy Spirit might speak to your heart and say, oh no, you need to get up out of this here. You don't need to be a part of this. Oh, not only that, but you know, even certain people that you might be in, uh, in their uh, circle, their, uh, their, their, their world of circle there. Uh, the Holy Spirit, once you, be, you accept the Holy Spirit and you allow him to take active part and work in your life, it will begin to tell you that you need to separate yourself from this type of environment. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit leads us, it guides us, it keeps us. Amen. It allows us to see what is good and what isn't good. It allows us to see what is positive and what is not positive. This is why it's so important that we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives as never before. In verses number 17, it tells us that and when they laid uh, their hands on them, watch this. Uh, and they receive the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. King James Version says the Holy Ghost. Amen. And when they received the Holy Ghost, you better believe Simon was taking it all in. This was a man who was, was a sorcerer and, and, and he was always looking for great powers and powers to be and things of that nature. And as the, the apostles were led by the power of the Holy Spirit, they laid hands, amen, on the people. And as they relayed hands on the people and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. They were commissioned. Those, those apostles, you remember that at the time, they were, the commission was given them to go and to open up to each area of the globe. And to preach that gospel and to take that message. To lay hands on the sick that they might recover. To, uh, to, to lay hands on those that they might receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was on the day of Pentecostal that the holy, uh, that the uh, gospel of Jesus Christ, amen, was poured out in Jerusalem. And Peter and John, amen, are, are being there, are, are there in Samaria, uh, not only in Samaria, but also even in Judea. And they was told to go out and to make other disciples. That's just what they were doing. They was out there making other disciples. In verses number 18. There it said, and when Simon saw that uh, through the laying on of hands, things happened there uh, on the, uh, uh, through the apostles uh, laying hands, they, he saw how the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost was given, amen, and how it offered, uh, and how he tried to offer them money for this kind of thing that he saw. 
He thought, oh my Lord, my goodness, this is really amazing to see how they're able to lay hands on these people and they're speaking in tongues and, and they're, you know, magnifying and glorifying the Lord. Simon, amen, he was just so, amen, overwhelmed with what he saw. He went to the disciples and he asked them, he said, hey man, listen here, how much does this thing cost? I'll pay you whatever you, now remember, the man had money. Remember, amen, this was a part of his profession, his job, his work. This is what he did every day. And so he had money. So he thought he can buy the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Ooh, but I'm so glad that salvation is free. Amen. I'm so glad that when Jesus died on the cross, he died on the cross. He gave his life. He paid the price all free of charge. God, our heavenly father, didn't charge no man. For what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Didn't charge not a one cent, not one amen sacrifice, not one any a token of anything. All we have to do is just believe, receive, and accept it. And so you see in verse number 18, when Simon the sorcerer, he saw that the apostles laying hands and the Holy Spirit was given, and he thought that he could buy them, buy some of this. Amen. That they had. These kind, the Bible lets us know, only come out through fasting and praying. Not only that, amen, they only come out through by the power of the Lord. And so he said, amen, give me also this power. He's asking these men to give him the same power that they was operating. This reminds me, amen, of a friend of mine, one of my cousins. You know, my cousin, you know, he's a preacher as well. And every so often he see me, you know, he said, man, he look at me how, you know, you're preaching and you're just preaching under the power of the Lord. And things one time he asked, said, Doc, give me some of that. What is that that you got on you? Every time he'd see me preach, man, what is that you got on you? I want that. What is that? I said, man, you got to get on your knees. You got to really, truly seek the Lord. You got to call upon the name of the Lord. You got to allow the Lord to take active part in your life. You can't be on today and, on, and off tomorrow. This ain't a part-time relationship with God. But this is a full-time commitment. A full-time commitment. Amen. God, and I pray, Lord, you know, help me to raise my level of commitment as unto the glory and honor of the Lord. So he asked for some of that Holy Ghost that those apostles had. Simon, he wanted to pay, up, pay for the gift as well. Well, become came to them because of his old religious racketeer that he had going on. He wanted to use it for profit. That was his only reason. I want you to know that persecution from the outside don't hurt the church. It scatters the believers to further the gospel. That's what it did in those days. What hurts the church is those false pretenders. All those fakers and folks that just ain't really trying to do it. You know, they're just doing it, amen, for the money. They're just in it uh, just to gain and things. This right here is a serious business. This is a serious job. This is something that we ought to not just take lightly, but take it, amen, with every opportunity that God would be glorified in your life. Verses number 20. I'm almost about to quit. I mean, verses number, verses number 20. When you look in verses number 20 there... Uh, verse, uh, verse 20 it says but Peter said unto him thy money perish with me man I'm sorry Ain't nothing I can do I, I, I can't take your money 
because thine has, has thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money, you know. Oh, no, not so. So in verse number 21, he said, um, Hast thou neither part nor uh, a lot in this matter? I don't have nothing to do with what's going on. This ain't me happening, making this thing happen. This ain't me that is allowed, uh, that, that the Holy Spirit, why the Holy Spirit, you know, is working. I, I don't have nothing to do with that. I'm just living a life and, and I'm just a vessel. Being used when you live the life of Jesus Christ and you allow him to take full active part in your life and just live the life and just be the vessel that God can use. Oh, my Lord, you'd be surprised of the greater things that happens in the life of the believer when the life when that believer truly believes and truly trusts in the Lord. The great things that come just be the rewards that come. Amen. Just for believing and acting on what God has done and is doing in your life. It ain't no secret what God can do. What he's done for me, he can do the same thing for you. What he's done here, amen, on the apostles' hands while they were laying on hands. God, amen, and folks are still laying on hands today. And people are recovering. Folks are being sick. I mean, and being and recovering from their illness because of the power of the Lord. So we thank God, amen, for the power of the Lord. And so money, uh, P- Peter had to let them know here in 20th verse, it says, your money perishes with me. Ain't nothing I can do, amen, for you with that. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, some things you just can't buy. Amen. You can't buy love. Folks try to buy love. You can't buy love. You sure can't buy peace. You cannot buy joy. Joy is a temporary thing if you're trying to buy it. But I tell you one thing I found out that the joy of the Lord is free. And it is so free to the point where I'm telling you, even in my saddest moments, I have joy down in the inside. In my most saddest moments, the times when we are dealing with sad things, I thank God for the joy of the Lord. Still prevails above all that we can ever think or ask. So the Holy Spirit is a gift and it's given to those who ask for it in the name of Jesus Christ. But in order to receive it, one must first accept Jesus Christ. Salvation. Amen. You got to have salvation. You need to be saved. Amen. In order to receive this gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Don't just go on just 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 for the sake of just saying, hey, I'm a Christian, you know, and that's all, you know. Hey, man, be more than a Christian. Amen. Be, be that Christian and have the power of the Lord that's working in the inside. And so when your brother said, man, I need somebody to pray for me, you're able to pray for them. When you need, and when that brother said, amen, look, I need some encouragement, you're able to encourage them. That's one thing about the Holy Spirit. Sometimes folks, amen, that is not full of the Holy Spirit, they're full of other stuff, they start telling you some of every all kind of other crazy things. Stuff that don't even make sense. Stuff that can't help you, only can hinder you, only will hinder you. So this is why it's so important that we allow the Holy Spirit to work in the inside. Verse 22. So when I look in verses number 22, what did Peter tell him uh, here in verse 22? What did he say? Read it. He said, repent therefore of this day, uh, of this thy wickedness, and pray God if uh, perhaps the thought of thine heart might be forgiven. Now he gave them the solution. He wanted to buy it by money. He said, man, I can't uh, give you this thing by money, but you, we can, I can, let's just, 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 just do this. Let's just repent and ask the Lord to forgive you. But instead of, uh, of Simon the sorcerer, amen, praying unto the Lord for himself, he asked Peter, amen, to pray for him. 
And when you look in verses number 24, instead of him, amen, accepting and receiving here in verses number 24 here, you look at verse 24, he said, then answered Simon and he said, amen, pray ye to the Lord for me. I want you to just pray for me. Pray for me to the Lord. That, that what? That none of these things which ye have spoken come upon, upon me. Oh, my God. None of what things? Well, he didn't want nothing, amen, bad to happen. Hallelujah. And he was praying, amen, that he would receive these good things. Oh, but I want you to know, amen, uh, that in order to receive, you got to receive it for yourself. In order to receive, you got to open up your own heart. In order, amen, to be a believer, one must open up himself as unto the glory and the honor of the Lord. And they, when they had heard, they testified, amen, and they preached the word of the Lord and they returned to Jerusalem and they preached the gospel in every village of the Samaritans. And so it's just amazing how great it can be and how good it is when you can hear folks that receive the Lord. It is sad to say that Simon really never asked the Lord to save him. Amen. He never asked the Lord to save him. He never asked uh, for salvation to come into his heart. He was constantly telling Peter to pray. But sometimes we have to know how to open up our own hearts and to pray and to receive. The Bible says, whosoever will, let him come. Let him drink of the fountain, the fountain of life. He only asked that nothing would bad happen to him. That was all he asked. I just didn't want nothing bad to happen to me. Just pray that, you know, that God would just keep me. That's all I want. That's a lot of folks' prayer. They just praying that God would keep them. Amen. Just pray that, the, you know, that God would just continue to bless them. Everybody wants God's favor. Everybody wants God's blessings. Everybody wants to receive the good things that they can receive that God provides. You know, sometimes, you know, guys on the job, they constantly often, they often say, you know, Bate, I want you to just pray for me that the Lord would just, you know, continue to bless, bless me. Man, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. Amen. And pray that the Lord will continue to just keep me on this job. You know, well, well yeah, but what are you going to do? You know, as they continue to live their lives in any kind of way that they want to live. And listen here, I want you to know that Jesus is in the business of changing lives and making lives that much more better. And one thing I love about God, amen, when he make your life better, oh, it's better. When he make your life more richer, it's rich. When he makes joy down in the inside, bubbles up, it bubbles over. Amen. When he gives you that peace, it's nothing like having a peace of mind. You don't have to worry about looking over your shoulder, wondering who's out to get you and who's after you, you know, and who it is that's trying to betray you and all that. You ain't got to worry about all that because I thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen. It encamps round about those that love him and that seek him and that does his, do his commandments and live for him. And so whether this man never had received salvation or not, we will never know. But one thing we do know that we can receive it for ourselves. If you don't know him, you can receive him for yourself. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can receive it for yourself. Everyone stand with me. Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for the blessed hope. We thank you for the rapture of God. We thank you for the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit that encamps itself round about us. 
We thank you, Lord, for joy. Amen.